as our listeners should hear this <laughs> great content. <laughs> so I, I've always like jokingly said I have undiagnosed ADHD because mental health is for the wealthy. Yes. <laughs> it's wrong. it's luxury health. Um, it <laughs> but I seem to lack some object permanence. Mm-hmm. Where if my schedule gets slightly derailed like it did today, uh, off mic, I told Stormy that my potential new boss is coming to tour the building on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so the junior warden came in with a list of things he wanted me to double check in case he was forgetting anything, like updates mm-hmm. we've made to the building in the last few years, which we've done a shit ton of stuff to the building. Yeah. But because of this, my schedule was slightly derailed by five minutes and I had to take my keys out of the drawer, just my keys. And then I closed my drawer. And then when I got ready to leave, I didn't open the drawer back up to get my wallet. And I do this frequently. Yeah. Because if my keys aren't in my desk, I have no reason to open the drawer. Right. Okay. So um, I, I don't have object permanence, I feel. Okay. Everything is Schrodinger's cat to me. Oh. Anyway. Hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, joined as always by the Stormies guys. Uh, hello, listeners. Sorry, I was reading the object permanence like definition. <laughs> it's the thing babies are supposed to develop. It says it's a child's ability to know that objects continue to exist even though they can no longer be seen or heard. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. So your wallet still exists, Sam, just because you can't see it. Yeah, but apparently this is an ADHD thing. Oh, shit. Okay, wait. Yeah. ADHD to my search term. Ah, uh, yes. You may less be less likely to do object permanence things. <laughs> so don't don't play a game of peekaboo with me or else I'll just freak the fuck out. Like your face is gone? Oh, okay. There it is. All right. God, it's like those videos of like animals where people go behind the the sheet and they drop the sheet and run behind the wall and then they just yeah, people freaks rude and it upsets me because the animal doesn't know better. But like, is is that kind of like the same idea? Yeah, yeah. In a grand grand loss scale, okay. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um. Not excellent, but okay. <laughs> so speaking of object permanence, uh, yes. the writers of the movie we're discussing today certainly seem to lack it because they kept losing the plot. Yes. <laughs> today we're talking about The Cave, which is a 2005 American action horror film directed by Bruce Hunt and distributed by Screen Gems. It was written by Michael Steinberg and Tegan West. Its story follows a group of cave divers and scientists who become trapped while exploring a cave system in Romania and encounter a pack of deadly creatures. Yeah. (laughs) Right off the bat, this is like the third movie we've reviewed with Piper Parabo in it. Yeah. And it's like, Piper, find better (laughs) movies. I know, stop being in these like ridiculous, stupid horror movies. Which she was in the um, one that we like that we reviewed early in the pandemic. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Carriers, maybe? That one was very good because it was about a pandemic and it hit a little too close to home. That was a very good. Yeah. But she was also the deaf wife. I feel like, yeah. 
in um um no 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 yeah yeah she was in carriers but yeah and then she was in the fucking bear movie yeah um which was called what was that movie called uh um, into the grizzly maze and that's it yeah yeah (laughs) she was deaf even though that played very little into the plot it was just diversity for diversity's sake which it's not even diversity because i don't think piper parabo is actually hearing impaired in any way right she's definitely not and then like she was doing things that hearing impaired people like probably wouldn't do in a dangerous like area with grizzly bears that are there so i don't know strange but anyway, she plays like a cave diver climber girl. Ooh, outdoorsy. <laughs> and I, just because this is a trend from the early 2000s that I'm so glad has just like gone away for the most part in yeah. horror fr- horror films is characters who, to our knowledge, the knowledge established to the audience, she, they don't have any combat skills like we're aware that she's a like climber, so it's believable that she can climb a wall. But when it's revealed that there are monsters in these caves and she's having like a full-on suspended battle with one of the monsters, right? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that's actually something I didn't even like think about because this movie is this movie is like not quite what I had like thought it would be but it's everything that I knew it would be if that makes sense <laughs> I hope that makes sense <laughs> oh. and then yeah. she just like releases herself and magically latches onto the next wall even though all these walls should be super slippy and slidey uh, because we're under the fucking ocean yeah, that was some bullshit I know anyway. yeah there, there's absolutely no realistic way to like do that move upswing from wall to wall untethered and like not dying like there's no fucking way not dying yeah there's no way you wouldn't have slipped or like broken your fingernails or toes or something by doing that move yeah so spoiler alert we are gonna watch the descent for next week because nice is it like available (laughs) i think it's on peacock i will double check where all it's available for you um (laughs) because the Descent came out in the same year and did cave horror so well. It's one of the best horror movies to come out in the last like 20 years. Yeah. It's so good. It's so beloved. And I did not like this movie. <laughs> yeah, me neither. This movie had all kinds of problems. And the first, well, the first thing was whenever I thought this was like The Descent, I was like, oh, well, The Descent has all women, right? <laughs> um, there are, I think, a few male characters in The Descent, but... But it's, like, about the women that get yeah. stuck, you yeah. know? And, and then, like, this movie has, like, ten men. <laughs> right. And I was like, where, and where are the women? <laughs> so breaking it down into acting, uh, I did notice that I think this might be the first American movie Lena Headey famous for her character of Cersei on Game of Thrones. This seems like her first American movie mm-hmm. based on her IMDb. And yeah, this is something I've always thought of her and it's not like an insult to her in any way. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> I wonder if they cast her because they couldn't get Kira Knightley. <gasps> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> because she has 
especially with the way she was acting in this. We've seen her as Cersei. We've seen her in a lot of other things since 2005. And we know she has an incredible range. But the way she was presenting herself in this movie, she was a lot softer spoken. Mm-hmm. Really felt like she was going for the Kira Knightley angle who... Kira Knightley would have been too big for this movie at this point because 2005 yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean just started. Oh shit, yeah, her name was like huge. Yeah. Even she's still huge. Yeah. No. And I've I've personally always thought that she and Lena Headey could play siblings in a movie because they're so they have the same oh, demeanor. Yeah, yeah and, and they like look they look similar because they're like petite and tall. Mm-hmm. With dark hair. Yeah. And so watching this, I was like, did they want Kira Knightley and just couldn't afford her? Mm-hmm. Or she's looked at the script and said no. But Lena, who's trying to break into the American film industry, is like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you said that Pirates of Caribbean was starting, it may have been in like pre-production at this time. She might mm-hmm. have been busy. Right. Doing cool pirate stuff. With Johnny Depp. <laughs> that was my thought huge name (laughs) all of the male actors looking at this I don't recognize any of these names Piper Parabo was definitely probably the uh big name they got because she was yeah I don't think she was a ever a huge a-list star but she definitely had a following Uh uh-huh with Coyote Ugly right right yeah, I have no idea who any of these guys were except the black man. He was in, he's like a horror guy. He was in American Horror Story. Oh. Um, like a couple seasons on and off. And okay. um, probably most notably, if you recall, like the first season pretty good, he was the black police officer, security guard guy. Do you remember that? And the wife was having like fantasies about him and stuff. And was set off the alarm for no reason, so he would come over and stuff like that. His name was Luke, actually. And that's why I remember that. Oh, I don't remember that. It's been Whoa. like a decade since I watched the first season of American. He was Marvel. also in Hotel Too. He was Wes Bentley's like partner. And oh, I, I don't. Wes Bentley like killed him. I didn't watch Hotel at all because oh. uh, Freak Show was so bad. Oh my god, Hotel was like. It was like the it's like the sun and the moon night day mm-hmm. completely better than <laughs> it's because of Lady Gaga and all the characters. So I think yeah. you should watch it. Maybe maybe we should do that after we finish the originals. After we finish the Vampire Diaries, mm. <laughs> just do Hotel. It won't May take nearly as long. <laughs> or do all of American Horror Story. Mayhaps that's, that's a lot. But anyway, that's a commitment. Um, <laughs> But the main guy who is the first one to get infected with the parasite, I didn't like him. And I don't know if he was acting like how he would act if a parasite infected him, but he had no personality and spoke in a monotone voice the entire time. Even though this is a high stress situation, sir, please show some emotion. Right. And like, yeah, he was just very, yeah he was monotonous he didn't have a personality and like nobody really liked being around him (laughs) yeah and And he's like complained about him in secret (laughs) i can get us out of here alive okay Um, (laughs) it's like oh if it's not that big of a deal then we'll go the other way (laughs) yeah but there's not a lot to say about this and when i was doing my little research for this episode 
Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with the biggest thing critics called out about this movie is the lack of character development and depth. Because there's not a lot to say about these characters. They really are just cave divers and scientists. That's their role. We know nothing about them outside of this cave. Right. And all I know is that all the men look the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the women look similar. Yeah. So it causes a problem when you don't have character development because I have no and all all the men had like generic names too so I have no idea what their names were or like who was you know who was who like Mm -hmm. get people that look different from each other not like men with pale skin and dark hair yeah let's see we've got uh we've got Jack and Tyler (laughs) and um Alex and these characters Alex. don't even, some of these characters don't even get first names like there's dr nikolai who oh, well, dies i knew him because he was the old man so yeah. he was easy to differentiate because he was old <laughs> yeah so it's just he died from character development alone this movie's very generic it is like, and so tell me if you agree with this sentiment that i i thought about this after i watched it yesterday so apart from the characters, the movie overall, so this movie is called The Cave, and it's not really like a cave movie, it's, it's like a swimming movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you agree? Like it's a swimming slash climbing movie, and the cave itself doesn't like, the, the cave is not a character, the monsters are the character, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it could just be called like The Cave Divers. That might be better. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't want to spoil the descent mm-hmm. for you. Oh, no, no, no. But... Please. Yeah. Don't okay. spoil it. Yeah. I can take my earbuds out if you want to say it to the listeners. Okay. Yeah. Take your earbuds out. Okay. Okay. Just, just uh, message my phone when you're ready. Okay. Um, so okay, with, the de- with the descent, the cave is a character on its own. There are monsters, but those monsters aren't revealed until midway through. So the cave is the monster. They're trying to escape this place and it's terrifying and there's no lighting except the light that they brought. And the cave really missed the mark with that because the cave itself wasn't really that scary because they had all this lighting and equipment with them. And I don't know, it just, it missed the mark. Okay, I just got your notification. You probably heard it on my mic. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Uh, hello. But we'll do a full comparison next week when you watch The Descent. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and another thing that I noticed about this movie, and I don't know if this moves directly into plot. I think this is probably more with like production actually, but I, I only have one thing to say about that would be do you think that the beginning of this movie was like so fast paced and then towards the end they were in like one cave area like for like 45 minutes it was uh yes we can move on to plot because the characters just exist in this um (laughs) so when i i watched it today and i reviewed some stuff on wikipedia and the first two paragraphs on Wikipedia going into the plot, I don't remember being in this movie because it went by so fast. But apparently in the 13th century, a Carpathian mountain, Carpathian mountains in Romania, an Eastern Orthodox abbey 
and its mm-hmm. inhabitants are destroyed by a line landslide. And then centuries later, a group of modern day Soviet and British plunderers search the long lost Abbey during a cold war, during the cold war era era. They discover the Abbey is built above a vast cave system, but it is completely blocked off by an intricate floor mosaic. Like when the fuck did all of this happen? I like, looked Listen, away <laughs> yeah you probably looked away for five minutes because it happened during in credits so it's the part that you think you don't have to pay attention to because it's the opening credits and that's when all that happened like literally um and then actually i remember that part because i was paying attention to the intro however after that happened i like after they got to like the base site that after the like divers got to the base site with where Lena Hetty was and they met her, I like stopped paying attention because I must have gone on my phone and I feel like 30 minutes went by and then suddenly they were like a couple people have died. You know what I mean? So like, I'm like, what just happened? So whatever you do, don't look away because the pacing is like completely off. Yeah. You might miss the death of one of the white guys with dark hair. Yeah, you know what, there was, I just remember there's one white guy with like blondish hair and he must have been the first to go, so thanks. <laughs> oh yeah, because I don't remember him at all. Well, thank God there's an Asian man and a black man, mm-hmm. um, so that's helpful too to have some of that diversity. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's one of the actors I actually know. Um, why is Asian name? man? Yeah, why is his name not listed in the cast list he's one of my he's a really good actor and he was just cast as emperor ozai in the live action avatar the last airbender series he's quite good yeah his name is daniel day kim okay yeah like his name's not listed in the starring cast but he was in it for a good chunk of the movie i'm pretty sure he was in was he in alter carbon he was in lost for sure he was a main character in lost I'm one of those people, Sam, that never watched Lost, so we can't even talk about it. I'm sorry. Is it about purgatory? Um, kind of. Okay, okay, because I feel like a lot of people will talk about that and like they're like, no, it's not about that. It's about this, or it is about so I'm just like, oh geez. My belief is that they didn't all die in the plane crash and the show wasn't completely pointless. But as they meet their natural ends, they all come back together. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, well, he's fabulous anyway. Yeah. And so is Morris Chestnut, who is the black man who is also an American horror story. So he's like, has horror proclivities yeah. as well. All the other white men look the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, get him out of here. Because I will recognize Daniel Day Kim's jawline anywhere. Yeah, I'll recognize Morris Chestnut because he's, no matter what he does, though, he's always bald with a goatee, like no matter what. <laughs> but he I mean, does have a great If it works, it works. It, do- it works for him because he's a good looking, he's probably the best looking dude out of like this whole crew. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, everyone else looks like just a Caucasian person. It's like a typical dude. Oh, you're um, right that he has a proclivity to horror because his first ever credit was Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, love horror, man. Love horror. And he's in Kick-Ass 2. He's been in Condos. He's in American Horror Story a bunch of times as different people because that's just kinds of stuff. Really cool. So 
I'm into it. But anyway. So the story is really all over the place. I don't think it really knew what it wanted to be. There are times when it feels like it wants to have kind of a fantasy vibe with this fucking floor mosaic and uh, Abby built on the side of a mountain. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned why the Abby was there on top of the cave one time. And it was because they thought that the power of God would protect the people from trying to explore the cave because of the monsters. However, Ford the cave. So there weren't, from my understanding, there weren't monsters before that happened. So I, I'm mm-hmm. unsure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what came first. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, they bring a shit ton of equipment down into this cave. Yeah, a lot of it. Like so Heavy much. stuff. Heavy stuff. Heavy and they managed, they had a fucking microscope, a full ass microscope mm-hmm. at one point. Um, in the cave? <laughs> yeah, down in the oh. cave after it's like collapsed on them. Awesome. <laughs> but they, they find a parasite. And this parasite's supposed to be important, even though it only comes up like a few times the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which, it could have been interesting, but I guess, I guess the whole point of the parasite is it's responsible for all these monsters in the cave. Like it infects the host and turns them into these blind giant bat creatures, which makes no sense to me because yeah, I thought it was why like are they vampire thing? Why do they have wings? <laughs> and that's, I thought they were going to be vampire vampires. Um, I guess they could be big bats um, that live in the cave, but also like what about the what about the scorpions and like the eels because they could just naturally exist there yeah. and be aggressive because there are people there now i don't know this movie was wild and then after everybody <laughs> dies and they managed to find a spot in the cave with a bunch of dead bodies of both humans and monsters and just eat into eternal flames going forever yeah mm-hmm. and then like uh those little like steam things that the steam comes out of the holes in the ground is that they're on top of like a fucking volcano when they're not like I don't know <laughs> it was just yeah it doesn't make any sense because they were just next to it, it the geography of the cave is very strange because first of all when I think of the cave I didn't think of like a deep sea diving cave but like that's what this turned into mm-hmm. um like half the time they were like scuba diving around in the water and I was like oh so the cave is like submerged okay great so everyone's gonna drown and then like they're like oh no just kidding it's an ice cave or it's a cavernous cave um but also it's like a volcano like lava cave with the fire and I was like what the fuck is happening you know what I mean and then they're like but in the fire there's like the place where you like dive down and then you go up and then you're just like magically like out you know out of the cave so just (laughs) I don't know and also it's unclear as to why they're at that cave in the first place I guess it's to just explore it Mm -hmm. um and then suddenly it turns into this search for which doesn't sound like a good idea because they're not equipped to do that they're just equipped to survey um the cave so I don't I don't know. It's just all very convoluted. Oh, well, according to Wikipedia, they're there because local biologists believe the cave could contain an undiscovered ecosystem. So they hire a group of American spelunkers led by brothers Jack and Tyler McAllister. Yeah, they don't even look related. 
I mean, I know they look the same, but I'm looking at the picture of them next to each other and like they do not look like at all like they could be related in any way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, what other dumb stuff? It just, if the whole movie feels like. Yeah. <laughs> it just it feels does. like they had a bunch of different ideas and they were like, oh, yeah. It. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, man, what should we do next? And like, how about we do this next? And they're like, oh, I mean, like, hey, it's just a movie. Anything could happen. So like, yeah. And and that's like basically how the whole thing happened. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't realize they were spelunkers until they spelunked around because I thought they were like deep sea divers. Like, because that's how we're introduced to them. And then the one girl's repel, like they're repelling too. And I don't know, I guess they could just do it all, which is great. And also they're, you know, trained scientists. <laughs> so oh, that's yeah. cool too. And let's not forget this little detail that they have modified uh, scuba tanks that can last for up to 24 hours, which just sounds like movie convenience bullshit, especially for 2005. Right. Because I yeah, don't. Because first of all, none of them actually use it <laughs> mm -hmm. i think um, they just didn't read for 24 hours yeah. it's like modern day horror movies dealing with cell phones they just don't mm -hmm. want to deal with it so no signal right. yeah 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 um yeah the thing that they have is called a rebreather which to me like i didn't understand what they were talking about when they were talking about how it was made but what i do understand is that whatever they're breathing their own oxygen gets like converted into new oxygen so they're not dying of like their exhalation and that's why they're able to breathe for so long if that like that's what i'm getting however it was just like not fucking used <laughs> yeah it never it never really came up again no they just used the regular old oxygen tanks that to me looked like like fire extinguishers because yeah. they were red um and i've never seen red scuba gear oxygen tanks like ever <laughs> so anyway the dumbest part for me was the instance when they climbed the wall and then they like walked around a little bit and then they got to the ice shelf um and and like it was just ice and um like it went from like regular it went from water to like cavern to like hot water with fire mm -hmm. and it just that was the worst part <laughs> of the whole thing I'm like what the fuck is happening right now how far did they go they didn't even go that far when they like resurface um for me yeah. the worst part was moving on to the end where yes. they realized sonar hurts the creature's ear is the fucking sound effect for the <gasps> sonar. Just straight up stock sound from a 1970s sci-fi movie. I'm so glad you brought that up. I can't believe I forgot. Like that happened that the sound. first time. It's so bad. That happened the first time and I was just like, what was that? Were you like, is someone playing a game? Like a video yeah. game? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh my God. Is that, it's, 
it's so hard to describe that it's almost like it sounds silly mm-hmm. um yeah so the sonar sound is ridiculous also would you is it the same sound like there's that one part where um the asian actor he's like oh well he's shooting is it is the gun he's shooting the sonar gun then May- yeah like, I guess. Is it a laser tag because i think he's a sonar expert <laughs> he's the son- duh well yeah so that noise is just fucking bananas because it's too silly for me to be afraid <laughs> I'm like oh they're taken down by that kind of heard it yeah it's like like not at all what a sonar sounds like yeah so it actually does sound like laser tagging yeah like arena sound (laughs) yes um but i guess that moves us into production the thing i hated most about production (laughs) yeah is just how they handled the camera anytime they were in the water right just so shaky you couldn't see what was going on it was confusing to my brain yes um I absolutely agree I think the worst part of production for me was whenever okay so first I'm going to talk about the end and how whenever we do see the creatures like okay yeah I can I can see that they're like big and scary and like we see their whole bodies and like it's okay. But however, when we backtrack to the beginning, when they first get into the cave and there's like the scorpions and the eel, we like get a flash of the monster face and then it cuts to like someone dying. And it's like the classic like mm-hmm. bait and switch horror, like trope is like, oh, we're gonna like show you a real quick scary shot. And the scary shot is so like stupid looking so yeah. um like why didn't you take the effort into the big vampire bat creature and put a little bit of that into like the eel creature so like you didn't have to do it that way you know yeah so it's like they got more money later on and they're like let's put it all into the big creature <laughs> didn't, and it didn't make sense to me yeah <laughs> to just add to the batshit insanity that is this movie the end credit song is nemo by nightwish Oh man, um, I like, I didn't like consider the song because I think I just like turned, whenever on, on my Netflix, whenever a movie's over, it brings up three new trailers for me to watch of new movies. So mm-hmm. once the credits rolled, a new trailer popped up. So I didn't even hear what the song was. Yeah, it was, uh, it yeah, it was, was Nemo by Nightwish, which was one of my favorite songs in high school. Oh yeah, and uh, not what I would expect this movie to end with, but I guess yeah, you take what you yeah. Let me hear some Nightwish. Oh shit, the new season of Cheer is up. Anyway, um, oh yeah, I saw that. That was one of the fucking trailers that showed me. I was like, oh, a cheerleading show. That that's cool. I'll have to watch the yeah. first season. It's a so, very good show. <laughs> nice. I, I'm gonna put it on my list. So. Uh, but we're like super goths, so we actually hate cheerleaders. Yeah, de- oh, definitely hate cheerleaders. Like totally, just like ugh, those girls that are like so, you know, they just shout all the time. That's all they do. Yeah, I love watching cheerleading and dance shows. I love it. I do. Um, what was I about to say about the, sh- the movie? Um, you know what? This gave me um a lot of like uh 
like ghost ship vibes because of like all the water action and like mm-hmm. the scuba stuff um ghost ship came out in 2002 um but uh, i think have we ever done ghost ship may have it's been a long time running we've talked about ghost ship but i don't think we've done ghost ship we should we should do ghost ship every once in a while it's on netflix um but uh that that was like ahead of its time but I feel like everyone who wants to do horror and do like caving or spelunking or like diving scuba like that kind of thing they like they have the template of ghost ship where like this is how it's supposed to look this is how it's supposed to be done Mm -hmm. um and these guys just um were like super cavers that could do it all Piper Parabo climbed a fucking rock wall in 30 seconds, free climbed. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, yeah, and it's that's a slick, impossible. <laughs> this is an underwater cave. So the walls are slick. So walls are slick. And also she was wearing like a, like a sports bra and shorts. If you're in a cave underwater, like you're, it's freezing cold, freezing mm-hmm. cold. And also they were next to the ice tundra. So like really cold. So like your, really your hands would be numb. Oh God. Yeah. She really should have kept her scuba diving outfit on, but I guess she wouldn't have the belt loops that she needs for the ropes yeah. and shit. She just should have had like pants and a long sleeve shirt. Cause that's the proper attire to wear whenever you're like doing anything regarding like climbing stuff or rappelling. Like mm-hmm. there's, I've never seen a rappeller like not protect their skin. You know yeah. what I mean? With clothes, a little bit of clothes. And she's like, I love to get fucking brush burns and have my skin peeled off because that's what will happen if you like miss something or fall or whatever right yeah well she died anyway (laughs) she fucked around and she got killed by the vampire because she got scratched to death (laughs) um i mean they were also on fire when they fell so something happened there maybe she had a heart attack i don't know maybe she was scared to death um yeah that's interesting because the the big scary monsters like would do like very like mild kills instead of like crazy rip bodies apart things which I thought was going to happen because they were so big um but nah just uh just very very chill stuff and then at the very end Gina <laughs> Hetty has the parasite so we're led to believe that the parasite was the biggest threat the entire time Yes, we're led to believe that brought surviving cave conditions um, in regular conditions, like I'm guessing like sun and air, mm-hmm. you know, but um, and she's like, oh, well, I guess it can survive. And then she like fucking like runs into the crowd because she's like with the other guy. Yeah. The, the brother that survived because the other brother sacrificed himself because he was infected with the parasite and his parasitic symptom was, that made his eyes turn into like diamond shapes yeah <laughs> and I was like what the fuck and nobody like was worried about that they're like oh I guess he is gangrene <laughs> yeah there was just a lack of overall concern I'm like, Are like-, you fucking <laughs> like he looks like satan and nobody cares <laughs> yeah None of the characters ever seemed super concerned about the parasite or being trapped in a cave. Yeah, you know, and there there is actually like 
I mean, I mean, I know Sam and I are complaining about a lot of stuff, but um, there were like some redeeming qualities, like a lot of the times it could get very claustrophobic under the water. And I was like, oh, this is very like, um, you know, making me sit on the edge of my seat. I'm very anxious. And then it collapse happened, um, like the landslide happened in the very, very beginning. I was like, wow, the action, we're just going right into it. Um, so there was a couple things that were good because like they they're scary realistically because that could happen. Like, you mm -hmm. could get stuck in a cave. You could like you know die in the cave. Um, but uh, everything else that was bad outweighed those little elements of realistic horror that they could have used so yeah. much and they just didn't because nobody in the cast gave a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So for realistic aspects, yeah, getting stuck in a cave is really scary. But, mm -hmm. and I guess catching an unknown parasite because we haven't dove that deep into a cave is scary, even though they're acting like, oh, it's totally normal that his eyes are turning into diamond shapes. Yeah, yeah. And he's acting like a, like a freak because he, yeah, he did get all like monotonous and like acting like he was possessed. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, it's the parasite and it's taking over the host, which is you. Yeah. During the movie, like no one like slept, no one drank any water and no one ate any food. So yeah, you're under no. the impression that, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> you're right. Like the stakes of this were very low because they didn't bring up water, food, um, because they had the magical 24 hour rebreathers. <laughs> they didn't bring up lack of oxygen. Right, right. Um, and so because of that, you're under the impression that they're in the cave for all of 15 minutes and <laughs> no one's tired or hungry at all. Mm -hmm. But in reality, they're probably in the cave for like days. Yeah. Um, because of how massive it were led to believe it is. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. Stakes are extremely low. It's just so chill, not even a big deal at all. It's almost like they're like they do with this, it's like a Tuesday. Yeah, um, that's how they're acting. But all their friends are dying around them, and everyone, like, even as people are dying, like, no one is crying, like, no one's screaming. Like, there's absolutely no sense of urgency, and there's no like big emotional outburst. Even the crazy parasitic guy, his like anger is immediately diffused when someone's like, "Hey, man, chill." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh." then the parasite is clearly not that big of a deal because you can clearly control it as long as you have your buddy to tell you to chill mm -hmm. so anyway yeah. all that stuff just just made us pissed so i'm gonna rate this a what the fuck did i just watch that same because by then i was like what the fuck especially the end which was so fucking dumb and made you think that oh it's time for the cave part two <laughs> out of the cave yeah out of the cave into the earth <laughs> like on, on the land but did is there a sequel to this do you know i don't think so it did not perform very well in the box office it yeah. So it the budget was 30 million and at the box office it made 33 million so it barely broke even. Oh my god, so they made zero money. <laughs> Pretty much. 
so there was just like, like they spent this much and he said yeah no interest <laughs> yeah I mean like and I'm glad we watched it um yeah because this is what you you don't do because yeah for realistic stuff and like I agree with Sam my my grade is what the fuck did I just watch like like seriously um, it was entertaining because I didn't know what shit was going to happen next. That was worse than the last shit I just watched. Um, but yeah, realistic aspects, the cave systems, terrifying mm -hmm. exist and you can go in this movie, the cave was not a character. It was absolutely just there mm -hmm. and it was indifferent and, um, nothing, no part of the cave affected them negatively. If anyone died or got injured, it was because of the parasite or because of the, well, I guess just, yeah, the parasite, any type of parasitic creature. And that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that sucks. Um, uh, and I'm trying to think of what, like, what, what other realistic things there are unknown ecosystems to explore sites will be catch you know stuff like that um but there now that i'm thinking about it there wasn't much more than that um, no you know <laughs> just like not caring about anything although it's a life or death situation that's that's pretty scary although not realistic <laughs> so yeah this is one of those movies that has all the realism in the world and does not use it Mm -hmm. yeah very very interesting movie so i would not recommend unless you want to see what the buzz is about that sam and i are just going to be depressed for the next week until we get to talk about vampire diaries again to turn our spirits up oh man um yeah i don't think i have anything else to say i know this was rather short but like there's nothing more to to drag out of this movie yeah there's nothing else because they're just in the cave the whole time and they stay the same and it's just one monster and like that's it it's all good oh so <clears throat> any last thoughts sam i don't think so all right Okay, well, you know what? Me neither. I'm over it. We're, we're yeah. through. And I'm excited to know that we will be watching the real shit, not the great value shit next time. Yep. Two weeks from now. So that means I'll probably need to borrow your peacock, uh, like, um, login information for one evening. All right, that's chill. To watch. Okay, excellent. Um, unless you want to do like a discord watch party but i'll be you and i will probably be busy so yeah it's all we'll good see. anyway cool okay well you know what i actually have the outro notes pulled up and so for once i'm very prepared because it's a new year new me <laughs> <laughs> hashtag do hashtag 22 for 2022 one of my goals was to always be prepared with the outro when i'm recording a, a one hour episode so nice excellent so are you ready for the outro sam i'm ready i'm ready all right sweet 
Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, today we that you should were worried about being stuck in a cave and your brother catching a parasite and anything like that. Just make sure you are a little bit more worried because your chances of survival might go up, you know, if you want to survive. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to. Yes. That's what, that's what I learned, I guess. Anyway, uh, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the review for sending us anything. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible, will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the buy us a coffee button on our website. It's a button that you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, reaching awesome will help us out tremendously. And any other pertinent news right now? Not at the moment. Uh, yeah, you know what? Me neither, man. Um, yeah. New Year, New Me. So our <laughs> outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Coulton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. Wait, there is pertinent news. Oh, shit. Scream 5 comes oh, out yeah. this Friday. Today, Sam and I are recording. It's the 13th, so today's uh, uh, Thursday. Uh, so tomorrow. So yeah. guys, be safe. The go honor Wes Craven's memory and go see Scream 5 and make it a fucking box office fucking smash. Yeah. Yes. Because this is really for realsy is going to be the last one probably. Okay. That's it. This is the big conclusion. It's at least going to be the last one with the main trio. With yeah. With Neve Campbell and uh, Courtney Cox and David, David Arquette. And I think those are like the three main ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's all I got. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye-bye.